This is episode 20 of HD Reality, where we are going to be discussing all of the emotions that go into visiting a loved one who has Huntington's disease. Welcome to HD Reality with Courtney Cable. As a member of a Huntington's disease family and a certified life coach, I'm here to help you navigate the unique challenges of Huntington's disease. This podcast is dedicated to everyone affected by HD, including individuals with HD, their loved ones, and their care partners. Together, we'll explore practical mental and emotional tools to help you overcome the obstacles that arise with this diagnosis. Join me as we define our own HD reality. Keep listening and let the transformation begin. There are two parts to visiting a loved one with Huntington's disease. There's the decision about whether to go, and then there's what to do once you've made that decision, whether you decided to visit them or not. And whether you visit your loved one who has Huntington's disease is not a should or a shouldn't. It's just a question of why you decide to do what you do and whether you like your reasons for doing that. And it's important to remember that what other people say is going to go into our circumstance line. So when we talk about the model, the CTFAR model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, other people's comments about us or what we've chosen to do goes in the circumstance line And that means that we know it doesn't ultimately determine how we feel. Because this can be a loaded decision, and of course they're going to have thoughts and judgments about what we do and say. But their thoughts are in their models, and their words are circumstances in our models that we're allowed to think whatever we want to think about. So I want to jump into this decision about whether to visit your loved one or not, and I want to start by talking about the motivational triad. I know I've mentioned that before, but... It's important to understand that anytime you're making a decision at any scale, whether it's a really big decision or a really tiny decision, like what socks to put on, the motivational triad is always at work. And it's what your lower brain is doing to try to make these decisions easier and automate them. And the motivational triad is made up of three things. There are three goals that your lower brain has that it's going to base all of its decision making on. The first thing is to pursue pleasure. Second thing is to avoid pain. And the third is to conserve energy. So if we want to move into our higher brain and make decisions based on becoming who we want to be, rather than just running the stay alive automation that our lower brain is trying to run with this motivational triad, we have to be aware of what our lower brain is going to be trying to convince us of during this process. So the first two, avoiding pain and seeking pleasure, they those are both about our emotions. They're about how we want to feel good and we don't want to feel bad. So a common way our lower brain likes to influence our decision making is to base our reasons on the possibility of future emotions. It likes to predict how a certain decision is going to play out and whether we think that's going to make us feel good or feel bad. And you might see this come up in this particular scenario like with thoughts like, I don't want to see them because it will make me sad. And you can replace that with uncomfortable, angry, or whatever emotion you might be wanting to avoid when you visit your loved one. Or you might have thoughts like, I want to visit them so that I won't feel guilty. Because you're telling yourself you'll feel guilty if you don't go. And what ends up happening here is we end up spending a lot of time in fear about the possibility of some future negative emotions. And these models are really interesting when you put them in that CTFAR model. Because if we write this out, what actually happens is that you end up feeling now whatever you think you're avoiding feeling in the future. 
So whatever thought that will make you sad that you're worried about having when you visit your loved one, you're likely thinking either the exact same thought or some version of it right now, creating that sadness for you right now. And whatever thought that might result in guilt for not visiting them, you're probably thinking or using to judge yourself right now. And we can play with this and see if it's, see if it's true for you. Why will you feel guilty if you don't visit them? And what will you make it mean about you and your character if you don't visit them that will result in the emotion of guilt? If you're telling yourself that, quote, good daughters visit their sick mothers regularly, and then you don't visit her, you're going to make that mean that you're a bad daughter based on that belief. And that thought, I'm a bad daughter, is what creates that feeling of guilt, not the fact that you didn't visit your mom. And what we usually do to ourselves is we take this one step further and tell ourselves that good daughters want to visit their sick mothers regularly. So when we aren't super excited to see them, we say that we're bad daughters whether or not we go just based on the fact that we aren't super excited. So now that creates that guilt or shame in the present, regardless of what decision we end up making. Or see if this one's true for you. Maybe you catch yourself saying, even just thinking about seeing them makes me kind of uncomfortable. Okay, so you're uncomfortable now. You're uncomfortable now because you're thinking about being uncomfortable later. So now that you're uncomfortable either way, do you want to visit them or not? So that's that first two parts of the motivational triad, pursuing pleasure and avoiding pain based on painful and pleasurable emotions. The third aspect is conserving energy. And that's an interesting one because your brain might tell you that staying home and ignoring your loved one is the easy way and therefore the better choice. But if that goes against the kind of person you want to be, you'll actually end up spending more energy trying to convince yourself why you made this decision. Or maybe you get really involved in your loved one's care to stop having to deal with another family member complaining to you all the time that you don't help enough. So now being involved is the quote, easier solution. But what if that really isn't good for you and your family? Again, you then spend even more energy managing your emotions around this new scenario. So when your lower brain tries to tell you that a certain way is easier, if it's truly not the right choice for you and only you can know that, you're not going to end up saving yourself any energy. So when we're making decisions, it's important to see what feeling we're making decisions from. Are we making the decision from that fear of future emotions? Are we making that decision from fear of judgment or shame? It's much better to be making decisions from love. And when we make decisions from love, we want to focus on having love for everyone involved in the story. So that's love for your loved one, love for you, love for other loved ones who may be involved in their care, love for your family, love for other family members you might be bringing along with you like children. And again, I don't know what that looks like, only you do. So now we're going to play through the two scenarios where you either visit your loved one or you choose not to. So if you choose to visit your loved one, once you're there, it's so important to remember that it's not supposed to be enjoyable to see our loved ones suffering. So whatever you look to to explain the universe, I have yet to hear of an explanation that results in us needing to enjoy watching people we love suffer. Like that just, it doesn't make sense that I haven't heard any worldview or religion or idea of spirituality that says, oh yeah, we should totally love watching people we love suffer. 
So I'm not saying that you should be able to go and visit your ailing parent or sibling, child, friend, and be completely cheerful the whole time. You're not going to be super excited. You shouldn't expect yourself to have just a happy-go-lucky time. Because there are times when we want to be sad. There are times when it's appropriate to feel sad. And I think this definitely qualifies as one of those times. But again, when we go, we want to watch out for that motivational triad. Remember that it's going to keep pushing for you to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. So in an effort to avoid painful emotions, you might notice yourself doing things like trying to control the interactions and experiencing a lot of fear about what might happen next. What are they about to say? What are they about to do? What's going to happen? How is my child going to react to this? Or whatever you might be worried about. And then when the negative emotions do come up, you may automatically try to push them down and hide from them instead of accepting that it's perfectly natural for them to be there and that it's okay to experience them. You might notice the desire to step out of the room and take a minute to take some deep breaths, but the motivational triad is going to tell you that that's a waste of energy. So being aware what your lower brain is going to try to convince you of based on this motivational triad is going to give you more awareness and power to control what, to drive your own ship and decide what kind of experience you want to have and decide what kind of person you want to be now that you are here visiting your loved one. Rather than just being a slave to this automation in your mind that's driving you to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Because if you chose to be there and you have your reasons and you love those reasons for being there, you want to actually be there instead of being up in your brain and fighting all of these emotions. You don't want to just plop your body in the room and have your mind in a million places trying to do a million different things. And you want to make sure that you are the one that's there with your loved one, not the version of you that you think they need or want and not the version of you that's really awkwardly trying to put on a show because whether you want to label this experience as positive or negative it's likely going to be very poignant it's not going to last forever but it will probably be a very prominent memory for you moving forward so try to really be there and experience it fully instead of having that battle in your mind You had reasons that you loved that brought you here with your loved one right now, so just focus on those reasons and know that if you spend your time here now walking on eggshells and fighting the grief and watching the clock, you're much less likely to want to come back in the future. So now let's run through the scenario if you've chosen not to visit your loved one. And again, I don't know what your reasons are, only you do, but I trust that you have your reasons and you can lean on that confidence as well. If you've found reasons that you love, you can lean on that. Maybe you've decided that it isn't a safe environment for your children. Maybe you know that it will be too difficult for you to manage your emotions there. Maybe they don't want to see you and you're respecting their wishes. Maybe you want to want to go and you're still working on that and you don't want to go until the desire is genuine. There's so many reasons why you might choose not to go this time. And whatever your reasons are, you're the only one who can decide if you like them. No one else can check your work. You have the answer key. And when you have that confidence in yourself, you don't feel the need to tell other people those reasons. They're allowed to think whatever they want to think about you. And as Jody Morris says, and I love this idea, they're allowed to be wrong about you. And the other thing is that those reasons you have might change day to day as you change or your situation changes or your loved one's situation changes as the disease progresses or whatnot. And that's okay. 
Maybe you loved your reasons for staying away and now you want to become more involved. There can be a temptation there to now judge your past choices, but that really doesn't get us anywhere. If you focus on who you were, it will be harder to become who you hope to be. So do some thinking, find some reasons you love for visiting or not visiting, and then make the absolute most of whatever you decide. And when you have that confidence in your own decision, then what other people think about you or say about you or have whatever judgments they might have, they don't matter as much. And sometimes this work can be hard to do on your own. So if you want some help with this, it would be a great topic to bring to a free mini session with me. You can find information on how to schedule that on my website. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Did you know that I'm offering mini coaching sessions completely free? Go to helpforthecaregiver.com to schedule one now. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your communities, spreading the power of these tools to more people. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Courtney Cable Coaching for ongoing interaction, valuable content, and additional resources. For personalized support, visit my website to view my affordable coaching programs or to schedule a free mini coaching session or consultation call. Thank you for joining HD Reality, and I can't wait for our next conversation.